What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hey. Hey. What'd you think? About what? Did, did you get my text? Oh. baby. Hi, sweetie. How are you doing? I'm good. I think um, this is weird because usually you and I record our podcast sitting next to each other, but now you are on location and yes, we have to actually do this via Zoom. This is uh, this is what happens when when one when you're both working actors and, and you don't know when one of them is going to be called out of town because the last thing they do in Hollywood these days is shoot movies or TV shows there. If you're an actor, uh, get ready to go to Atlanta or Toronto or um, out somewhere outside of New Orleans. That's where you're going to end I up. I was in Oklahoma once in a very strange location, like away from the world. Mm-hmm. And the closest thing, there was there was bales of hay everywhere. You know, those right. round bales of hay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the closest thing was a was 20 miles. It was like 20 miles away. Wow. That, that's pretty far, no? Yeah. There was nothing around. That, a Walmart, and that's all that there was. Did you go to the Walmart? Yes, it was my favorite thing to do. But I did, I was, sometimes I'm on a health kick and sometimes I'm not on a health kick. Right. And I was trying to be healthy because, you know, I was doing a movie. Yeah. Um, and I went to the Walmart and there was this sandwich that I was making that I was really into making. It was a veggie sandwich, but it wait, needed wait, alfalfa they, sprouts. I'm sorry. There, at Walmart, you can make your own sandwich? No, no. Oh. I was doing marketing. I was trying to market. Oh, you were trying to get the stuff to make your sandwich. Correct. Okay. I just I just had a flash of a make your own sandwich bar inside of a Walmart. And it just <laughs> no. Horrified me. So anyway, yeah, I went to Walmart to shop right. for this very healthy sandwich that I love. Yeah. And I found alfalfa sprouts that goes okay. in the sandwich. Oh, yeah. And I went to the checkout. And the lady was like, what are those? And I was like, those are alfalfa sprouts. And then she was like, what's that like? I'm like, I don't, well, it's like lettuce, I guess. I didn't know what, anyway, she didn't know what alfalfa sprouts were. It's like a big California thing. I don't know if it was like a big thing in Oklahoma. Well, I mean, but, but that isn't that where they're grown. If it's in the Midwest, that's where everything, all the organic stuff that we eat in California is in Oklahoma. I mean, that's the, that's the bread basket of America. That's it's, that's the green belt. Basically. That's where they do all the farming. Isn't it? I don't know. But also even beyond that, if you're working at Walmart, shouldn't you know your stock? Although Walmart's the size maybe of she was new. hanger. There's no way. Maybe, maybe I she never, there's, there's even veterans there that every now and then people bring something up. Like I did not know we sold this. I had no idea. I have not walked this entire Walmart floor. sells literally everything. Yeah. So, yeah, you couldn't possibly know all the things, right? Yeah. It's impossible. Um, Weren't there, like, people living inside Walmart and Walmart didn't even know it? Like, some of the employees just go and- Oh, yeah, I heard a story like about a, that. Yeah, like a weird Phantom of the Opera thing where they go live up in the walls and just no one- mm-hmm. It's so big. That I mean, no literally, you happening. could live there forever. There's tents and there's sleeping bags and, of course, 
Yeah. It's like the greatest, if you're going to be in a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, well, follow the example of uh, Dawn of the Dead, head to the shopping mall and hole up there. That's your fortress. Yeah, until yeah. one of the dead guys gets in. Until, well, you clear all the dead guys out. Depends on if you got fast zombies or slow zombies. It's a whole other. Why are zombies so slow? Well, it, no, zombies there are not always so slow. It depends on the movie. If I it, mean, if Game of Thrones had some fast zombies in there. Yes. Those were fast. Night of the Living Dead, zombies. Dawn of the Dead, slow zombies. Uh, 28 Days Later, uh, Return of the Living Dead, fast zombies. So there's different um, schools of should zombie. I think they. I think zombies should be slow. I mean, your, your muscles are half rotted. The ligaments are gone. How are you going to run fast? I mean, they're dead. How are they alive? You know what yeah. I'm saying? I walking think they can do whatever they want. Well, Walking Dead are like... Yeah, they're so slow. How? Ambling. They're, they're faster than the Night of the Living Dead zombies. They're slower than the Return of the Living Dead zombies. Why does everybody agree on what a zombie looks like and what an alien looks like? Like, picture an alien. Right mm -hmm. now, picture what you think an alien looks like. Looks what like, you're yeah, picturing is pretty much what everybody's picturing. Right. Right? What does a zombie look like? Pretty much everybody's picturing the exact same thing. They don't well, exist. So how do people all agree on the same thing? Well, because we know how the human body rots and decays. So we can imagine. <laughs> although. Fine. A zombie you can about imagine. It, like somebody buried in the ground is going to rot different than someone that's been stuck in a morgue or someone who dies in the desert and gets all dried out. So you have different zombies <laughs> all depending dried out. on the environment. Unless or they were moisturizing. If someone was they drowned, they'd be all puffy and, you know. Okay, in. but aliens, we all agree on that. And everyone That's has true. different ideas about uh, their God or whatever. I mean, every religion has a different idea about what God might look like or if there is or whatever. But we all agree on aliens. Well, so somebody's obviously seen one. Or we our imaginations are so limited that we can only imagine other bipedal humanoid creatures. They but that but that they look they're <laughs> different than us. I mean, that, what was it? Albert Einstein said he thought that he be he believed in UFOs, but he thought that they were time machines from our future. That's what they were. So the idea that the reason the aliens look the way they do is because it's how we're going to evolve millions of years from now. We're going to get smaller, more efficient, brains bigger. Like that's how we're going to look. Hey, in the future. speaking of brains bigger, mm -hmm. your show Modoc <laughs> is coming out soon, and your head is enormous. Well, Modoc's head is enormous, it's, but my head is yeah. also enormous, so it was it was perfect casting. Well, not your head, the, the character of Modoc. I, I look terrible in hats. My hat size is seven and five eighths. It's gigantic. I, have a I don't know what mine head. is, but I look amazing. In you hats. look good in hats. I look terrible in hats. It's hats are my thing. Yeah, in I, fact, I'm amazed you don't wear hats more often because you look real. Well, you have a a face that's perfect for hats. I don't like being hot, and hats make you hot. Oh, like, my favorite hat to wear just around in Los Angeles is a visor. Mm -hmm. I'm I look like a golfer. <laughs> <laughs> I look like a tennis player at all times. Um, well, I don't know if you got my text, but... Which? Well, last time, may, I don't know if this is last show or a couple shows ago. I don't know what order we're releasing these in. But you talked about uh, we attended a friend's party, our first party that we've gone to in more than a year. And they made it a 1970s tennis theme party. And you... Uh, went method actress and not only wore an adorable tennis <laughs> outfit, but you splashed yourself with Jean Nate Afterbath Splash, which uh, you Wait. still have the bottle, uh, the 70s style bottle with the big black um, ball at the top. That's the Yeah, it's a yellow cylindrical bottle with yes. a black. Oh, actually, it kind of looks like what I'm wearing right now. I'm wearing a yellow shirt and my oh, hair yeah, is black. It kind of anyway, does. Anyway, I look so like a Jean Nate bottle. But I think I was, we talked about this on the last podcast. Didn't yes, we? we did. Here's my oh. follow up, though. Oh. Because I was curious, I saw 
the Gina Tay bottle in the um, shower. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is the thing she was splashing on. So, so, and, you know, the, the Gina Tay after bath splash, I thought it was something invented in the 70s. It was invented in 1935. That's how what? old, really? that's how old Gina Tay after bath splash is. And I Seriously, was look- it's such a 70s thing. I it can't is, imagine. Well, it was- I think it really caught on in the 70s. But the thing that really struck me was I was looking at the instructions because remember we were talking about how, how do you use this? Because in the commercial, again, the woman, it looks like she's just dumping a bucket on, of it on right. herself. But yeah, I, so you, did you read the instructions? Yeah, but the, the instructions are not clear. They're just like, uh, like apply Splash. after toweling off. It's not like, but they don't say like. Where? Put, All over your body? I, just say. your legs? They don't, they don't say, say. But here's something that they do say. What uh, do they say? On the bottle, warning, very flammable. Oh, it's sure, flam- because it's so, perfume, honey. But all these. But all, all perfume is flammable because there's alcohol in it. Exactly. But what I'm saying is perfume, you put a dot on your neck or your wrist. In the in the Gina Tay commercials, women, the way they film it, they are dousing themselves in this stuff and then going to parties where in the 70s, everyone's smoking. There's yeah, candles everywhere. Yeah, but it's not everywhere. like suddenly you're flammable. It, it like absorbs into your, you're not going to be flammable. You're not like. I'm just Pouring. saying, but but they were making it. <laughs> these women were dumping it on themselves like monks in Vietnam, like about to set themselves on fire. And you're now you're going to 70s parties. There's fondue pots. There's those big candles everywhere. Everyone's got, you know, a Virginia Slims. It just seems I'm just I, I want to look up online. Has there ever been a Gina Tay burn incident? Because <laughs> I'm just saying that to, to if you're advertising. Yes, I know perfume is flammable. But if you're advertising a product that's flammable, but then part of the advertising is splash a lot of it on you, that just seems very, very dicey. Yeah. It's like when people pour gasoline over a car to burn it. Yes, exactly. That's what these people were doing. So maybe. I don't know. I mean, if you look at the Gina Tay They were living on the edge. uh, Yeah, you you really were living on the edge. Um, But uh, but at this party, it was the daytime. There was no smoking or anything. But I'm just wondering, were there ever, was there ever a woman that did too much and then went to a party and then like caught on and fire because of Gina Tay. I think that would be an amazing research item. Yeah. I mean, I, I, here's why I don't think it happened because we would have heard of it. It would have been one of those things like the exploding Dotsons in the 70s. Like it wasn't a thing because Gina Tay is after bath. It's still on the market. It didn't get taken off the market. You know, my mom had a Dotson when we were little. Really? A hatchback? I can't remember. She had it when we were super, super little. Wow. My dad had a red Fiat when I was little. It was just two-seater. There's like a little ledge in the back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's the 70s. Nobody had car seats. No. And my dad's a rock and roll kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to say, Daddy, let's go for a ride. And then he'd put me in the in that little back ledge. It's not even a, there's nothing. And right. we would speed all the way through. There were mountains in Malibu. And we're just speeding and speeding. And it was so much fun. And I was laughing hysterically. And it's so dangerous. And I can't yeah. imagine we did that. Oh, my God. I grew up in Virginia. And, and I cannot tell you the times I went to school sitting in the back of someone's pickup truck just on a cold morning, zipping around the, the hills and roads of uh, Virginia. It, it's, you know, it was just so blatantly unsafe back then. Yeah, and in high school, my best friend got um, her first car was an El Camino. It it was like a truck. Do you remember the El Camino truck? It's so. Oh yes, I do. Was there a, <laughs> car, a truck called like the Brat, where they literally had seats open in the back? Remember that thing? It was like a Toyota or a I forget what it was, but yeah, just like so. This has been you know so many people talked about it, but yeah, we basically it, it, we we basically survived the Hunger Games of the seventies. 
Ah, the 70s. Hey, that leads us to our um, musical interlude. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, baby, we're back. Yes, we're back. Um, This next one isn't really that much of a text because we experienced it together, but I wanted to talk about it because it was one of the most genuine funny things I've ever seen happen in real time. Um, What? Well... Uh, young Meredith here, uh, because of the uh, pandemic, has not had a massage in more than a year. So uh, after oh, a year, yes. she decided, God damn it, I'm going to treat myself. And we, you got an in-house massage. And what <laughs> still cracks me up. You did, did you make a Spotify relaxation mix for the thing? <laughs> I just went, <laughs> first of all. I did send a text about this situation to two of my best friends no, on a that. text thread. Oh yeah. And they said and they said why are you getting a massage? And I said because my back's been killing me and my neck's been killing me and my husband will literally give me a 1-hour <laughs> massage. I mean, excuse me, a 1-minute massage. Yeah. And the end and towards the end of that 1 minute he's going <sighs> And like make grunting, well, like it's usually, the worst thing that's ever happened to you. And uh, and I'm like, clearly you're you're hating it so much that yes. I'm fine, fine, just just whatever. I don't need you to do it. Like you grunt so badly that it's so obvious that you don't want to do it. In my defense, usually it's the end of the day and I'm exhausted. Yeah, I'm but like dude, getting into it's let just, me get into bed and it's like, no, could you sit over here and crank yourself sideways painfully? And rub my shoulders, and now my back hurts, and it's like, I just wanted to lie down. But if your back hurt, I would give you a massage. But if I saw that you you were tired, I wouldn't ask for it. Well, I didn't, you actually, I didn't see that you were tired. I was like, baby, my neck's been hurting all day. Can you give me a massage? And you're like, I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) So you, you suddenly became tired. As soon as I, as soon as I asked, you like felt fell well, into again, a slumber in your brain. Day. I've got, I've brushed my teeth. Okay, fine. Whatever. That's not so the story. Anyway, well, that's that's not the story, too. but I just wanted to bring that up because I did send a very long text to my friend about you. And then she wrote back same thing with her husband. Yeah. You all give that tired, sigh there, and we all have to be like, there. fine, fine, whatever. Yeah. We're hunting mammoth for God's sakes. Don't make us come back to the cave and <laughs> rub. Okay. So what are you talking about? So, I'm sitting in, I'm in the room where you're getting your massage because it's nice. And it, I was actually <laughs> Wait, happy. I know exactly. I know exactly what you're going to talk yeah, about you, right you now. You set up in this room and I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch. Like I was reading and, and you had put this really beautiful mix on. So I'm watching you get massage. I'm like, I'm so happy. She's, you know, cause I suck at massages. And yeah. I, I, I assume you went on Spotify and wrote like relaxation. What, what was the keyword that you wrote? The keyword. Well, I originally was like, I haven't had a massage in forever in the old days. <laughs> I used to just have Enya, like, right. and oh, then so you just typed so Enya in. I typed in Enya, and it was her whole album. Well, and then it Enya. suddenly started going into a different album. Well, it, it's Enya, but then it stayed in the Enya area, so it played but, a little bit of Mazzy Star, except- played a little bit, of, and then right <laughs> as we're in the final lap of the massage, and it's like maximum relaxation. This frigging, it, it was the most unrelaxing, like. Pan flute, gnomes and hobbits frolicking. Like it literally went from like you know to the Orinoco flow, and that, and then it goes to. It was so bad. It's we can't even do a justice of how no, bad it was. It was and even and the it took was me like, out what? of my massage. 
you could see the masseuse's shoulders were like tensing up. It was the we all started laughing about it, and then and then everybody was quiet. We were just were laughing, and then I said, "I'm picturing hobbits dancing yeah. in a shire." Yeah, and then and then we started talking about how Enya is like going through her castle, like she lives in with a freaking castle surrounding She's a her billionaire. Yeah, and yeah, just- with flowy robes and cats and then outside the shire is like <laughs> with the little hobbits or whatever they but are this wasn't even like in the lord of the rings movies when they cut to the shire <laughs> yes there is hobbity music but it still has that light ren fair feel this was like <laughs> hobbits on meth like if you know what hobbits- it was it was like smurfs it was like smurf hobbits oh god it was it was so- like smurfville or something it made me tense listening to it like it made why me is really this- tense i hated it God. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was God. horrible. Don't put that on an Enya mix. Everyone's yeah. getting a massage to an Enya mix. What are, other than doing witchcraft, what are people doing to Enya? Yeah. <laughs> and maybe, you know. Although, okay, fine. I'm, I'm sure thinking- some of you are going to write in and say sex, but. <laughs> I don't, I feel like Anya would kind of ruin sex. It's too, it's too trippy and mellow. You'd want a little more oomph to it. That's more like, Anya is more like, I'm in an opium den. I'm just going to lie on my side with my pipe and listen to this Irish chanteuse with her 90 cats walk to her castle calling to her cats. That would actually be, that'd be a really mean prank if in, in a, in a massage, like in a spa where they pipe in music, you just randomly put in like a throbbing gristle song or, you know, ministry or one of those just industrial grindcore things. And just what the hell is this? Oh, sorry. Just like, Pipe in Lou Reed's metal machine music while someone's getting a massage. That would be hilarious. I don't know any of those oh, things. Well, you know what that was? A segue to a break. No, I don't know. What was, was it? Patton's rabbit hole. And that is Patton's rabbit hole. Uh, that. Yeah. Oh, God. Yes, it was. But, really baby, was. when you have your rabbit hole, mm-hmm. when you d- when you get into Nerdville and you start going down your rabbit hole. Oh, yeah, it gets really sad. It can go on for hours. <laughs> and if, if I didn't have the wherewithal to, like, give you a little helicopter like, symbol, whoa, like, wrap okay, wrap this up, buddy, because yeah. this is so boring unless it's, like, one nerd <sighs> who loves you or something who likes listening to it. You need a, you need a more nerdy friend. I mean, wait, whoa, 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 you have a lot of nerdy friends. Forgive me. Yeah. Uh, forgive me. All you nerds uh, yeah. that are friends with Patton, you guys have your own little nerd thread where you text each other exactly. all day long. Like, yeah, the so like, like what, what other friends do I have as opposed to what the MMA friends that I have? I, all my friends are nerds. <laughs> what are you talking about? All yeah. your friends are nerds. You like married a cool chick who also happens to be kind of nerdy or at least enjoy nerd things. Well, tolerate you scored. I got to say, dude, you scored, man. <laughs> All right, so did you get my text, which is something I've never texted someone about before, and I'm a little embarrassed about it, but I'm genuinely also excited. Did you get my text? I think you know the one I I'm did, talking about. I did, and I know exactly yeah. what you're about to talk about. So tomorrow morning, I have a very early call time, and down the street from my uh, hotel, I could walk to it. I could walk. It's that close. Um, is a Denny's. I have not been inside of a Denny's in more than a year. And I'm going to go have breakfast before I go to set. I'm going to get there early. I'm going to sit for an hour, again, with my blank pieces of paper. I'm going to let the Denny's muses that I know are circling over the Denny's hopefully swoop down and give me some ideas and give me some thoughts. 
I could not be more excited. You got to you went to this really cool place last night, Firefly with your friend. Yeah. I am going to Denny's with my thoughts, and I am just as excited as you were going out. Oh, for baby, with your you know what's so sad and funny and adorable? What? what? That I have friends and you have thoughts. I- <laughs> <laughs> that actually, I actually love being with people, and you love being alone. It's just I so love, funny to me. Love, love being alone. I remember, I forget where I read this, but it was some article somewhere about how to eat alone, but not make it like, in other words, be at a restaurant alone and not tips you can do to make it not embarrassing or not uncomfortable. And I, it was so absolutely alien to me. I absolutely love being in a restaurant by myself. I bring a book, I have dinner, I drink a thing. I don't, I've never understood why that's a, that's a bad thing. Someone who is eating alone in a restaurant to me is like, that person has won. They have won at life. This is awesome. Yeah. I think when I was younger, I would have been afraid to go to a restaurant by myself, like in my 20s. And also a movie theater. I remember going the first time I ever went to a movie by myself, I was like, oh, my God, I'm so brave. I hope I don't run into anyone (laughs) I know. But I was like, I I really felt like, I don't know why I felt like it was like embarrassing or weird or people would be like, oh, that girl's sitting alone eating, that poor girl, or I don't know. But anyway, yes, the other day I was starving and I was on my way to my friend's house and I texted her. I'm like, oh, can I come over? Um, And and she said, yeah. And I'm like, will you make me a quesadilla? (laughs) She's like... (laughs) She's like, I'm in the middle of something right now. If you're hungry, stop and get something. And I was like, because normally she will. She cooks for me all the time. It's amazing. Sure, yeah. I love her so much. I mean, she has toddlers, you know, so she loves, oh, she's, hey, yeah. she's up on the quesadilla thing. But anyway, she said, stop and eat something. And there was a restaurant that I really liked that I haven't been to in over a year. And I mm-hmm. drove by it and I went in and I parked and I sat by myself and I just was well, I was mm. famished, so I didn't really give a shit what anyone thought. Yeah. But I was just sitting there thinking to myself, this is amazing. I'm at a rest, like inside of a restaurant eating a delicious food thing. Oh, my God, it was so good. And I felt like a real person and I felt like a grown up. I've never I've never understood the uh, the weirdness people have about dining alone. I've never gotten that the stigma. It's not a stigma to me. It's to me. It's a status symbol of look how awesome my life is. I, in fact, I remember this is oh, this is kind of a confession. Look how awesome my life bad. is because I'm totally comfortable and able to sit by myself I and just, just enjoy myself, I and I can just be with my thoughts and I'm enjoying the food and maybe reading something. I remember one time. This is so embarrassing and kind of shitty now that I think about it. But at you least I, look, at least I'm honest in this story. I'm very honest with what I did. I was at the House of Pies one morning. I had like three articles. Oh man, House of Pies! Read. House of Pies, great breakfast. My favorite waitress was serving me Kim. The waitress was serving me, and um, I had three, I think it was like a, a new Vanity Fair, but it had three articles I really wanted to read. I think it was like a Sebastian Junger crime article in there. Anyway, I'm sitting there, and then a friend of mine, and a really good friend of mine, who I like, came in and like sat in the booth across from me like, hey man, and I was like, I saw, I, I've really been looking forward to reading these things. I gotta like read, please don't be offended, and to his credit, he was like, I absolutely understand. And he went and sat like three booths down and had breakfast by oh, himself. Oh, that and was nice. There. But I just really, I, I've been looking forward to sitting. I got yes. the magazine the day before. I can't wait to wake up tomorrow, have my coffee, have my breakfast and read this. And it was like, you can't ruin this. This is, I need this. And he yeah. totally understood. Thank you. Well, is he also a creative person? Yes, he's also very creative. So he respected the 
I need to be yeah. alone right now with whatever I'm doing, even if, you know, and, and by the way, I've, I've had friends who aren't creative, who I've been in that situation where they've then gone, hey, I understand, and they'll go away, and then they'll come back 20 minutes later and go, you know, you're just sitting here staring. I'm like, you just broke my, I'm just sitting, yes, that's you're part like, of it. I it's literally just, just came up with a novel, and you just ruined yeah, it. Yeah, like, like, you can't, if I'm sitting here not talking, and, and by the way, it comes from a good place. I think when people see people alone, they just automatically assume that person must be lonely. That person must want company. It's always good to ask. But when the when the person says sincerely, no, I'm, I'm actually, I, I, I had to carve out this hour to be by myself. This is actually hard for me to get. So you need to leave me alone. you got to respect that. You've got to I respect that. I think people that. respect that. Like, oh, my God, yeah. it's so good to see you. But I'm in the middle of a train of thought. And right. I'm like. I'm being a cre- I'm having a creative hour right now. Mm-hmm. I, I hate to make, but then again, what if you're, <laughs> you know, then I would, I, I could also see it going the other way where you're sitting down and somebody comes up that you don't want to talk to and you're uh, like, oh my God, I'd love to talk to you, but I'm having a creative moment. So can you get the fuck out of my um, face? <laughs> I have done that many a time when someone has come up that I see? do not want to hang out with. And I've gone, I am in the, I am right. I'm surfing the biggest brainwave right now. Please understand. And everybody gets it, by the way. Everybody's walking through the market, and then they see, the, you know, their professor from. Okay, fine, not their professor, but they see someone <laughs> in the market, <laughs> and they're yeah. like, "Oh God, I don't feel like talking to that person right now." And right, then they all right, go down. Right. Everyone does it. They see the person who doesn't do that. Okay, good. who doesn't do that? I've had even Chatty Kathy where... over here does that. And I've had a couple Chatty of times Kathy, where I mean people have, have, would not take no for an answer and kept bugging me to the point where I had to not get mean, but just be, Hey, I don't know how else to put like this. You. But I'm going to <laughs> hey, be, I don't No, no, no. It wasn't even that I don't like it. I want to be alone right now. And you're going to look over at me and I'm going to be staring into space. And you got to know that I am happy sitting right. and you could, and I could tell what they if, took it really personally. Like what if people, there's some people just, that don't like to, there's some people, they don't like being alone with their thoughts. Yeah. Like, that's terrifying for them. Right. But what if people were just honest and were like, hi, I don't like you. I don't want to talk to you. Keep walking. <laughs> you can't do that. You have to be I nice. love good conversations. I like everybody. And, and conversations with you are just cul-de-sacs. And please, it doesn't mean that you're <laughs> a bad would, person. You're, yeah. you're like, oh, my God. Hi, how are you? I wish you were someone I wanted to talk to right now because I feel yeah. chatty, but you bother me. You have I bad, wish this was a situation where we could do something like play laser tag or something where we don't have to talk. But because you're... Trying to enter a situation when we do have to talk. I don't like talking to you. Wait, You're let's bad change the subject. I want to talk about laser tag. I really want to play laser tag with a bunch of friends. You do? I don't want to play paintball. Yeah, because it's so fun. I just want to be with a group of people doing something silly. Call what? What is stopping you from calling your friends up and going playing laser tag? My friends being like, um, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> Probably. No, I do have a group of friends who would be down. I've got I've got different groups of friends who are up for different groups of things. Call, find a laser tag place that would do. Do you think there's laser tag places that would do like midweek afternoon sessions just for the adults? Like, screw you, kids, you're in school. I'm playing laser tag. I know. I'm Wouldn't that be fun? That'd be and, awesome. And I think paintball's probably fun, but I don't want to do paintball because that shit hurts. Sometimes, and you can wear. There's like armor you wear that so it doesn't hurt as bad. Anyone I've ever spoken to who's done paintball says that it hurts. Really? Everybody. Have you wow. done it? Wow. Yeah, I played paintball a couple times. It didn't. I did paintball those, for a whole ish for a whole episode of King of Queens, and I got shot. It didn't hurt. Well, maybe you had extra padding. I don't know. It didn't really hurt. It was fun. Well, I'm not going to risk it. <laughs> it's 
too dangerous. Risk what? What risk? But getting yeah. a welt? What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I don't want a welt. Oh, God. I don't want to be hit with a plastic ball. I mean, those are the kind of things we shoot when you're doing a movie and they've got like dust inside them and you like shoot yeah, and then it like, yeah. it that kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah. It is fun to shoot guns when you're on a movie. Although Holy I did shit. do a movie once with a bunch of little kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this sounds terrible. <laughs> I did a movie once where I run into a bunch of Boy Scouts in the woods. Worst mm-hmm. movie ever. Don't even try to look it up. Yeah. And I'm, I play the daughter of like gun smuggling parents. And my parents get murdered <laughs> and I'm alone in the house and then I have to fend for myself. So I go out into the woods so like and the I run into brother's version of like home alone. Basically, it's like really gritty <laughs> yeah. and awful. And then I run into a bunch of Boy Scouts and I'm like loaded with like an AK-47 and a crossbow and pistols. And I have I'm like literally like Rambo. Like I wow. just pull out all these guns and I know how to shoot them because mm-hmm. my parents are gun smugglers. And that's how you just grow up. Sure. And um. So at one point in the movie, look, I don't remember the movie at all, but I do remember at one point, some of the kids had to have the guns mm-hmm. and they're like, this is fun. And they're like waving the gun. I'm like, kick. And then all of a sudden I was older than them, but mm-hmm. not much. I'm like 23 or 24. Mm-hmm. And I'm suddenly became the mother, like, stop it. Stop pointing mm-hmm. guns. I was so scared because even a blank can hurt you. Uh, I mean, you could go blind. It's Brandon Lee and John Hexum both. Yeah, you could die from a blank. And these kids, and then the director, I'm like, hello, could someone please talk to these crazy children and tell them (laughs) to stop waving their guns around? I was terrified. I remember I did an episode of Justify where I had to fire a machine gun, and our director, Leslie Linka-Glader, who was the action director, she's the one they bring in, like, she just knows how to shoot action better than anyone and really, really quick. She's just amazing. And she's such a badass. So we were, they were going, we want, we just want you to fire this so you can have a feel for the weapon because you got to fire it like it looks like you know what you're doing. So I fired off a magazine of blanks into the, but it was on full auto and um, just, it's very powerful. And they didn't put a flash suppressor on it. So big, big flashes coming out of the barrel. And then Leslie goes, wow, those should be illegal. Like in this really <laughs> funny way. And all she does is just shoot out scenes, but it was it was just that that line made me laugh really hard. She goes, wow, those should be illegal. Did so. she mean it like jokingly or she like was serious about it? Well, I mean, she was serious, but she was saying it in a joke. And like, what idiot would want people to have these like that I kind know. of thing? You know, it was just so. Oh, God. Um, well, thank you for tuning in. I am running off to put clothes in a dryer. Fun hotel um, living. I'm so excited that you're going to go do that. That sounds super fun. Take a picture of the quarters and text it to me because <laughs> no, I want to just see what the. Do that. Oh, actually, please. You know what? I will. I'm gonna. I'll take a picture of my of my quarter roll. Yeah. Oh, you well, you're showing it to me right now on. Yeah, but I'll, I'll send you Zoom. a picture so we can talk about it. Yes, yeah, send me rolls. a picture. I just want to see the laundry room. Okay, I will. I will send you a picture of the because laundry room because I do room. have to say I I had an apartment and. There was a laundry room downstairs, mm-hmm. but it was like the murder laundry. I was so scared. I didn't want to go down there. I ended up configuring my apartment so that I was able to put a washer and dryer in my own apartment because I was too scared to go downstairs. In the apartment I lived in on Normandy, the basement laundry room was huge. It took up the entire basement. I remember running into other residents and we would all, irrespective of who I was talking to, we would all go, do we, are there this many people in the building where we need this many machines? I don't think 
that we need this many. We were always, whenever we, I'd see another resident in the basement, we'd start laughing. Like, there's no way in hell they need this many machines for this building. It was just so funny. Yeah, but then there's nothing worse than when there's only a few and then somebody wants to do their laundry and your stuff's in the dryer and you haven't taken it out yet. So they take your things out of the oh, dryer God, and yeah. like maybe even steal your favorite pair of jeans. <laughs> well, that never happened in my old apartment because there was always a machine available. It was crazy. Crazy how many machines that I would had. happen in college all the time. People uh, would be like, well, they're not here. I'm going to take their stuff out of the dryer and ooh, put my stuff in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yuck. Um, honey, thank you for taking this time out of your busy schedule to talk <sighs> to me for an hour. It you is very it, nice baby. to actually see you face to face, and it is very nice to talk to you when we text all the time and we don't actually get to speak. It so this was super is fun. It's so great, and we will we will check in later in the week. We will say good night to each other tonight. Hey, actually, yeah, we should check in. Yeah, we're not um, gonna not talk to each oh other. God. We're gonna you're gonna. This is what you're gonna do. You're gonna call me, and you're gonna go. <laughs> I'm so tired. I just wanted to say goodnight. And then I'll be like, wait, let's talk. And you're like, I'm exhausted. Bye. <laughs> That's what I'm like, God I'm damn do. it. I'm not going to lie. That is what I'm going to do. This podcast is a production of Meredith Salinger and Patton Oswalt. In association with Starburns Audio. Executive producers are Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. And if you have questions for us, send them to. Hey, did you get my text at gmail.com? And don't forget, subscribe to this podcast. It's free, and it helps us get to keep making the show.